Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Back to the Jiggy Jaguar radio show on the network. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are live coast-to-coast coast and border-to-border on iHeartRadio and also AMFM. 247.com. We have got a great guest coming up here in just a few moments here on our big program. If you want to get a hold of us online, you can do that at jiggyjagwire.com. J-I-G-G-Y-J-E-G-U-A-R.com. We've got a great guest with us today. Maureen Solomon is with us. She is fantastic. She is uh, our fabulous first guest here on our big pro- program, movie critic, and uh, we welcome to the broadcast the great uh, Maureen Solomon. How are you, Maureen? Thank you. I have to say, iHeart is one of my favorite radios. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. I'm glad. I'm I'm, I'm glad we uh, have got you on with us today. Um, first of all, talk to us a little bit about your background because you have a very very impressive background. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I've been a film historian and a music historian probably since I was a baby, almost, uh, and a photographer. And I grew up on the old movies in New York, and I always wanted to produce and write and do all those things. And uh, when I went to school, I went to film school at New York University. I made musical films, which were kind of out of fashion, but everybody loved them. And uh, then I went to work for CBS News and WOR-TV News, uh, stations I had watched as a child, so it was very exciting. I got to produce some news, news segments. And um, then I um, became also an aficionado of uh, Fred Astaire and his work um, as I studied dance as a child, and I thought that he was the greatest, and I was able to meet him many times in New York and in Los Angeles. Uh, When I came to Los Angeles, I started working uh, in television for Film Critic, and then I went on to work for different production companies, and I was lucky enough to work with Richard Pryor, Jim Carrey and Roseanne, uh, Alan <laughs> That's Dick, awesome. and a lot of other people, writers, producers, and directors um, in the business, including Bob Hope uh, Enterprises, too. That's good stuff. So, we uh, have... That's what I've done. I've been a writer, and I've done voiceovers, I've done producing, and I work for the um, Cinecon Board of the Classic Film Festival, and I'm also uh, the movie critic for the Southern California Book Publicist. Fantastic. It's been exciting, and I've met a lot of very interesting people. I have a lot of stories and anecdotes, which I'm going to be writing about in a book that I'm doing, which is all-encompassing. So I'm excited about that. That's fantastic. (laughs) information? No, no, no. That's good. That's good. We have got a uh, great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our broadcast. And... uh, I, I want to start uh, about this uh, new movie, this uh, Judy Garland uh, movie that's going to be out there. Um, uh, talk, talk to us a little bit about Judy Garland. Well, Judy Garland was one of the greatest entertainers of all time. She was like Al Jolson in that she had a booming voice. She also had 
beautiful phrasing, and her singing was most emotional, where it could make you cry. Um, and she started out as a child, child prodigy at about the age of three, which Fred Astaire, Mickey Rooney, and Mel Torme, and a lot of other people in vaudeville and later on movies, television, and radio also started out in. And um, her voice was just quite incredible. They always said that she had the voice of a mature woman. And um, I know that when she was a child and she was given the name Judy Garland by George Jessel, um, he he, uh, said the first song she ever sang as a child was My Bill, which is a a tale of woman's heartache from Showboat. So she was able to uh, emote that kind of emotionality at the time when she was so young. So then she grew up, and she grew up at MGM Studios, where she was worked very hard, along with a lot of other young talent, like Mickey Rooney and uh, June Allison later on, and Jane Powell. And um, there's a lot to be said about her being given, you know, uh, amphetamines and uh, downers and things like that to keep her working, Um, and she worked very hard. But the thing is, I'd like to qualify, is that she enjoyed working and she lived to sing so a lot of that about her early life even though it sounds very tragic she wasn't the only one who went through it and she was a willing participant in it and um, when her career started to to founder later on in life because of her uh, sort of addictions to prescription medicine mostly and some alcohol and marriages that failed um, she started going out on tour in one-woman shows all over the world. She went in um, London several times at the Palace in New York. And I have to say that I was one of the few uh, who saw Judy Garland at the Palace in New York City in 1967. And believe me, she bowled me over. She was quite amazing, even though I loved her anyway in her musicals. She also had a great sense of comedy timing. And um, she made you believe everything she said and did. She could do drama, and she could dance. She was a triple threat. So she, um, you know, she went out with a bang. Unfortunately, she died too young at 47 from, from prescription drugs and eating disorders. But she was one of the greatest talents of the 20th century. And she was, you know, brought along by MGM. And um, she loved to sing, and she lived to sing. And I've heard stories about her. She used to sing in her bare feet at Chasen's Restaurant uh, and other places. She just was very, very lively and very um, expansive with her singing, you know, with her whole body, her hands, and her her full throat. And she could sing in different octaves, different ranges. And she had very, very good friends. But at the end of her life, um, you know, a lot of people were, were not able to keep up with her uh, demands because she was a person who was needy and needed people around her and needed people to talk to. But uh, she was one of the greatest talents that we have ever had. And I hope that more people uh, listen to her and watch her films because she's quite an amazing person. Now, um, one of the things that uh, made her very special was... Uh, just her her entertainment ability and 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 things of that nature uh talk about that well yes she like i said she grew up singing and she grew up uh, at the mgm studios and she she did love it she was started out as a 
a trio with two of her sisters, older sisters, and when you watch old videos about them, you can see that Judy really had the timing and the personality uh, more so than on Judy, and Judy did become a big star, and they didn't really know what to do with her at the studios because she didn't have the typical beautiful looks that Lana Turner had or Ava Gardner had, and she kind of felt uh, intimidated by that, but it was overshadowed by the fact of her tremendous talent and her vocal ability. She was even um, trained at MGM. She had uh, people who brought her along, like Roger Edens, and they even brought in a cantor to help her with her singing. She, had, she was molded in a way so that they brought out the best in her. And I think that she really enjoyed it. I think she enjoyed the power she had to move people. And she had many men in her life who some were good, some were not good. One of her favorite persons was Johnny Mercer, who saw her as a child. And he ended up having a nice affair with her um, when she became older. And um, I think she appreciated all the musicians and music. And she also modeled herself a bit on Al Jolson because he had an incredible effect on audiences. He could make them cry, he could make them laugh, and she had that ability very well. You can see it in all of her films, like The Pirate, which was not a successful film, but she's, she's terrific in it, and she's terrific in everything she did with Gene Kelly. She's terrific with Fred Astaire and Easter Parade. Um, everything that she did from when she was an ingenue um, she was just wonderful. She could do it all. And so they, they, had, they kept her on because she could do everything. And she became very, very popular, especially during the war years when she did a lot of radio as well. So um, all I can say is that she was somebody who lived to sing, and her voice had such emotion and just beauty in it that to this day she has fans all over the world, including myself. So, um, well, what, what did you need to know about Judy? What, what, what did you think of the film? The film, um, I, after I saw the film on Friday night, I thought it was uh, very exciting and very interesting. I have a little less opinion of it today, a few days later, because, of course, it was the initial reaction I had to seeing Renee Zellweger do Judy so well. She channeled her very well. But, uh, you know, if you want a happy movie, this is not it, because it's the last year of Judy's life at, when she was in London, and she was desperate to make money to get back with her children and have a, a place to live, which she didn't have. So it's really kind of the disintegration of a, a once great star who rises to the task and, you know, gives out her heart singing and everything, but it's just a sad story. And I thought that they did it well, except for things that bothered me were the, the flashbacks. Um, the person I went with did not like the film because he felt he wanted to know more about Judy Garland's earlier life. But I knew that that's not what the film was about. It was about the last year of her life from 1968 to 69 in London. Um, I did feel, though, during the film that the flashbacks were disingenuous because they were highly fictionalized. They were a little bit over the top with how badly Judy was treated at MGM. 
they made Louis B. Mayer into a monster. They made her, her have a, a, a warden who was watching everything she ate and did. And I just thought it was a little bit too much, uh, just too much to emphasize the fact that her childhood was not an ideal childhood. But um, other than that, if I had to do the picture over, I would do the flashbacks much differently with not as much... Um, giving it so much pathos and drama, which seems too much over the top for me. But the film was very good, and Renee Zellweger was excellent in the film. I was very surprised at her ability to do Judy because I'd seen pictures of Renee as Judy, and I didn't think she looked like her. But when you see her in action and motion, um, she does a very good job. I mean, she still is Renee, but there were times during the film where you sort of felt there was almost Judy there. And um, Renee Zellweger was there at the screening, and she spoke with the audience. She answered questions afterwards. And um, everybody was very impressed with her. But as I say, even though I liked the film very much, there are some things about it that I sort of would change. And also, um, she was asked whether Judy's uh, children had seen the film, and they didn't know. But I do know. Judy's uh, family does not want to see this film. They probably had their lawyers see it because I thought, well, why would Liza, Lorna, and Joey want to see this film? Because uh, it's really the story of the deterioration of their mother in the last year of her life, and they lived it with her, so why would they want to see it? I really doubt that they would ever see it. But the overwhelming response from the audience and from people that I've talked to has been very good about the film. And I have to add that Renee will win the Academy Award in February for this film. She will. It was a tour de force on her part. We have got a great guest with us today. Uh, she joins us live. Maureen Solomon is with us. Now, um, what, what, did you, what did you critically think of the film? Was it uh, accurate portrayal and everything? Um, well, you know, it was ac accurate as, as far as a movie can be when you know all the dialogue is made up. Um, it was based on a play. I heard the play was much more of a depressing thing, and they, I guess they had to make it a little bit more uplifting for the movie audience, but I don't know how you can make it more uplifting. They didn't end, I don't want to spoil it for your audience, but they didn't end with the end of Judy. They ended with a few months before. Um, I thought the movie was, was pretty good as an acting role for Renee Zellweger. And for me to see it, to see Judy Garland brought back to the fore, I love that. Um, but, you know, we would love to see, as my friend said, I'd like to see more about her life. But maybe they felt it wasn't, you know, as dramatic or as important. But, you know, all of these performers, their lives are very interesting. I mean, Fred Astaire, Bing Crosby, Errol Flynn, Judy Garland, uh, Betty Davis, all these, William Holden, they all had very interesting lives. And so I thought the film was good, but it did center on a small part of her life, and I think they did it as best they can. You know, the film was entertaining. The audience loved it. Renee did a great job. Um, there's only a few things I can find fault with because I am more knowledgeable about the real Judy Garland than probably most people, having seen her, grown up with her films, and watching her uh, CBS TV show that she had in the early 1960s, where you can see she still had it. And so, 
it's very hard to believe that she passed away only a few years after that show where she really did give her all. And um, so I would recommend the film to people to see it. If they know Judy Garland, if they don't know Judy Garland, I really would recommend it to people and they would get an idea of what she was like. They might want to find out more about her life and her career, which was at the most interesting time of Hollywood's history, no doubt. We have got a great guest with us today. Maureen Solomon is with us, a fabulous movie reviewer, and she joins us live here on the telephone. Now, do you have any familiarity here with uh, how... I guess the, the, the outside world would, would perceive this film. The outside world meaning people who don't know Judy Yeah, Garland. people who are, who are not in the industry, who didn't know Judy. and uh, Well, you don't have to be in the industry to know Judy Garland. Um, I don't know what people in the industry would think about it. I know what I think. But people who don't know Judy Garland, they might like it. They might like it the way they saw you know the Johnny Cash movie or the movie about Ray or certain movies that are... Uh, biographies. I happen to love biographies. I watched Paul Muni in two biographies last night, which were wonderful because it gave you a sense of history about the time of uh, Zola and Pasteur. So I'm not sure how people would feel, but I think they would probably like the film, being that the audiences today are more accustomed to downbeat films. But I think that should change, and I think people should go in for more upbeat films and that Hollywood should make them. Fantastic. Well, uh, before we let you go, how do we find you online? Uh, websites. Uh, how do how do people how do people get in touch with you? Well, the, I'm not online, and I don't have a website. I should really. I haven't gotten around to that because I've been writing and doing a lot of things. But if you would like to refer people to me, that would be fine through my. Um, my email is that what you like yes we uh what we'll, we'll do is we'll uh we'll, we'll put that up at the end of the program i appreciate it maureen thanks for being with us you're welcome very much thank you appreciate it thank you there she goes maureen solomon Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.